Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode number four in the Back to School series, where today we will be talking all about procedures and routines that you need with your students. In my mind, these are things that you either have been doing for years, and so you need to just explicitly take the time to talk about them with your students. Or if you are a new or newer student, then you might need to be thinking about, okay, well, what do I want my students to do so that I can explicitly teach them exactly what I want from my kids? So for me, the first procedure is picking up and dropping off your students. Now, every school, every special ed teacher has a different style. And so I'm gonna tell you what I do, but don't feel like this is exactly what everybody should or should not do. So for me, whenever I pick up my students, we have um, quads for each of our grade levels. And so at the end of the hallway are double doors that close, like um, in the event of a fire or a lockdown or something, we close the doors. And so in between those is a pole that many of us have run into many, many times. And so for me, I go into the first room of that quad and I say, you know, whatever students I need, they come out, they stand by the pole. I go to the next door of the quad. I say whatever students I need, they line up by the pole. Maybe in the third classroom, I don't have any students in this particular group, so I don't stick my head in there. Then I go to the fourth classroom, kind of making my way around the square, and I'm at the fourth classroom, and I stick my head in, and I say whatever students I need, and they come out to the pole. We practice what should that look like. You're gonna stand by the pole. What direction are you facing? Where are your hands? Where are your eyes? What is your mouth doing? So who, what, when, where? What is that all going to look like? Where are we going to stand? What is it going to sound like? When is Mrs. Wilp going to do that? Now I know some teachers don't. Students just come to their rooms, like one group ends and the next group comes down. And if that's you, that's okay. But what does it look like for your students? Who sends that? You know, just all of those things. What time do they come? How should they be walking in the hallway? Where do they stand and wait if you're still with the group? So the pickup and the drop off is definitely something that you need to consider as well as teach to your students. For me, dropping off, I usually walk them to the end of their quad and then I say, okay guys, I'll see you later for math or I'll see you tomorrow or or whatever. Give them a hug and send them on their way. Sometimes I might be returning one group of second graders and picking up another group of second graders, in which case I tell them all, all right, bye guys, I'll see you later, you know, that kind of thing. And then I go to the first door of the quad, get the students that I need, go to the second door of the the quad and get the students that I need. And they wait by the pole and we just repeat that same process. So what does pickup look like and what does drop off look like for each of your groups? 
And what maybe goes without saying is that what you do for your kindergartners might look different than what you do for your third graders. You might be listening to me talk and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so first grade. I teach fifth grade. I don't need to do that. And that's fine. So it doesn't matter. I'm giving you my examples, but keep in mind, it does need to be explicitly taught because what happens when you're inside classroom number four and you have six kids waiting out in the hallway and that teacher has to tell you something, um, maybe it was a message from a parent, maybe it's something that the student did, maybe it's something she needs your help with. And so then you're stuck inside talking for three minutes. What do those students do in the hallway? Maybe you have a reward or in, an incentive. If Mrs. Wolf gets stuck talking, guess what you guys get? You know, maybe it's something like that so that they know there is a procedure, they know the expectations, and they know exactly what to do. The next procedure that you need to discuss with your students or that you need to be mindful of kind of, again, goes with this pickup time, and that is what supplies do students need? So as I said in a previous episode of this podcast, as special ed teachers, most of our students don't come with a school supply list that they have filled. We are often buying whatever we need. So like for me, my kids really don't need anything when they come to my room. However, you might need them to bring their Chromebook or you might need them to bring their agenda. You might need them to bring a special folder or a special book to your room. Whatever it is that you might need, make sure that you've talked about that. And for the first several weeks of school, you know, you might say you need your binder and your agenda. You need your Chromebook and you need your agenda. What is it that they need? Um, at the beginning of last year, I had my students bringing their Chromebooks a lot because we didn't know what school was going to look like for us. Like, are we just learning all these procedures and then we're going to send all the kids home and we need to be very, you know, well-trained in our Chromebooks when that didn't happen? I kind of faded away and went back to my usual lack of technology uh, usage, small groups. And so I didn't need their Chromebooks. So with that being said, what supplies or what materials are your students going to need and how will they know that? Is it that you're going to poke your head in and you're going to say, you know, Amanda, I need you to come and make sure you bring your pencil bag, make sure you bring your Chromebook. You know, are you going to tell them every day what they need? Is it, I want you to come with these three things every single day, and maybe we only need to use two of them, but I want you to come with those three things. Maybe you're going to provide everything and all they need is their person. Like, what is it? But make sure that you have thought about that and kind of relayed that message to your students and practice that. What is that going to look like? Next up, I think you should talk about using the restroom and getting drinks. So for me, I am kind of a grump about this. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. For me, I only have 30 minutes and I'm not gonna make you pee your pants because um, you know, I'm gonna say no, but I'm not letting kids use the bathroom every single day. I literally come at the exact same time you need to have used the restroom before that. And so for a lot of our teachers, as they know my schedule, or if I communicate, hey, so-and-so needs to use the bathroom every day, should he be using the bathroom every day? Like, when was the last time you guys went? Should we be stopping in the hallway? What You know, just kind of having a conversation with them gives me some information, um, but I often tell my students, you can use it today, but we're not using the bathroom every single day. And so then, as we're walking through, I had two students this year in particular who, I really do genuinely think needed to use the bathroom more than others. One had a lot of accidents. And so for him, he knew if we get to my room, you're not going back. 
So if you need to use the restroom as we're walking to my room, I need you to, to raise your hand and ask to use the restroom and I'll say yes every time. But if we get to my room and you say, I have to use the restroom, it's probably going to be a no. Um, also, as far as drinks go, this last year obviously was a little bit different because of COVID. And so my students had water bottles in their classrooms. They were not allowed to use the drinking fountain in my room. And so that looked different this year. So for me, my morning groups, drinks were not really even a thing. If they were, I had some Dixie cups and they were allowed to get a Dixie cup and go get a drink. I mean, with permission that is. Um, but in the afternoons, if students did want to bring their water bottles, I was okay with that because many of them had had lunch and recess. Some of them had special in the afternoon and then I would pick them up right after. And so for me, drinks were always okay in the afternoon. Um, but it's just something to think about because for me, as I said, I only have 30 minutes. I'm not wasting it with you in the bathroom. I'm not wasting it with you walking all the way down to my room only to turn around and go back and take your afternoon poop. Like we're not doing that. I need you to go to the restroom before. You know I'm coming and maybe that sounds really grumpy, but my time is precious and I don't wanna waste it with the bathroom or with drinks or some of those other things. So just again, something to be mindful of and I'm sorry if I sound grumpy. Next up, on a lighter note, let's talk about paperwork and how are we going to get that to and from school and do it in a way that does not create a lot of work for me or one more thing I have to remember, which we know I'm probably not going to. And so I'm gonna share my procedure and this is something that I have learned the hard way. Okay, so in years past, and I still plan to do this this year, I use uh, clasp envelopes that are big enough for a piece of paper. I think they're like nine by 11, nine by 12 clasp envelopes, I think nine by 12. And I can fit a whole piece of paper in there without bending it or folding it or any of that. And I write on the outside, please return to Mrs. Wilp. And oftentimes I laminate them. Sometimes if it's late in the school year and I've went through tons of them, I don't even laminate them anymore. Um, but at the beginning of the year, they always start out laminated so that they're a little more durable. And I use those to send paperwork to and from school. Now, the problem is sometimes I have the best of intentions about passing out that paperwork and it sits on my desk for two or three days and I'm like, oh, my one goal today is to give this to this student because it sat there for a couple of days. Or then they don't know where to put it, they don't know what to do, and I, I don't know. So anyway, this year I'm trying something new because especially last year, with the chaos of virtual meetings and getting signatures and paperwork, it really kind of highlighted a kink or a problem in my system. So now I have a hanging file right by my door. And my plan is, I, I did this part anyway. Whenever I would have an envelope, because I'm going to reuse it, I, it's not like I would slap somebody's name across the top. Instead, I would put use a post-it note, usually a post-it note that I've cut in like half or in thirds, um, and I would write that student's name. I would go take it to their classroom and pull the post-it note off. So what I plan to do this year is in my wall file, my kids, when they're lining up and waiting to leave the classroom, it will literally be right in front of them. And so if they see their name on a post-it sticking up as like a little flag off of the envelope, then I want them to say, Mrs. Wilp, is that envelope for me? And we're gonna practice this because 
I do have some students with the same name and I'm not going to write, you know, Amanda Wilp on there. But if I had three Amandas, I need each Amanda to say, Amanda or Mrs. Wilp, is that for me? So that I could say, oh yes, yes, that is yours. Go ahead and take that with you. And then I'm going to keep the post-it note and stick it on the hanging wall file. That way I know Amanda still has paperwork to bring to me. So the next day when we're lining up, if they have it and have forgotten to give it to me, because I have had that before. The student has the envelope sitting in their backpack for two days. I forget to ask them. They forget to get it out and give it to me. And so therefore the parent is like, oh, this paperwork that was so important, you never even asked for it. So by keeping that post-it note on the hanging wall file, I'll be able to then see, oh, Amanda, you have paperwork for me. Did mom sign that last night? Is it in your backpack? And then when we walk back, if she says, oh yeah, and I just forgot it, then she can get it out of her backpack. It's fresh on our mind, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm gonna try this year because that has been a problem for me, getting that paperwork to and from. I forget to ask, you know, as a follow-up, it takes me two days to hand it out to them, you know, whatever the case might be. But if they know to check the hanging file and where to put the post-it note, then that just kind of saves us a, a few steps in there. And hopefully we'll get some of that paperwork back and forth a little quicker or uh, saves me a few steps walking around the building because then they know that they're going to get it or they're going to check it. Or this year we had a teacher who was out on surgery leave and so then I was generating paperwork to go to her kids and so then it's like I'm telling the assistants hey will you make sure to remind me that so-and-so has this or so-and-so has that and so since we share a room or I share a room with another teacher it's just nice to have one thing that all of our kids are trained on so just a little something you don't have to use my system but think about how are you going to get paperwork to and from parents and are you going to offer rewards are you going to offer a reward to every student like sometimes we'll say if you bring this back you can have three pieces of candy out of the candy bucket or you can get in the prize box whatever appeals to that student because i've been chasing down paperwork for three weeks or something so either way know the who what when where of what's going to happen and then are you going to offer a reward for bringing that paperwork back my last two procedures kind of go hand in hand. And so I'll start with the more broad and get a little specific. So the more broad one is you need to talk about your small group expectations. So for example, I have some flexible seating options in my room. We take time to talk about that. In every spot, I have five chairs that are just regular old chairs, nothing special. And then underneath is a wobble stool. And so we talk about you make one choice and that's it. That's what you use for the 30 minutes. Now, if you ask, I might say, oh yes, please go switch your chair or whatever. But whatever your choice is, that's what you're using for that 30 minutes. If you're going to use a wobble stool, we pull out the chair and the wobble stool is underneath. And so the chair goes right behind us and then we sit on the wobble stool. If we don't wanna use the wobble stool and we just want to um, sit in our chair, then you just pull out the chair, you sit down, and all is good. So we practice that. What if you want to sit on a wobble stool? What if you want to sit in your chair? What do you do? What does that look like? We also talk about and practice that if you don't want to sit on a chair or you don't want to sit on a wobble stool, you can also stand at our table. So they have options, and we talk about those. 
However, I also have some other options. Those first three are the easy ones because I have five chairs, five wobble stools, any of them can stand. So that's not really hard. However, I do have some other options and I don't have one for everyone. And so with those, we talk about how those are sometimes used for very specific students. And I bought them with one student in mind. And so I assign those different options. And I tell them if they're not in use, if I have not assigned it to someone in our group, then you can ask permission to try it or you can ask permission to use it for that day. And then I could assign it to you. But I bought them with the purpose of this student in mind or that student in mind. Um, I actually have a couple stools that my grandpa made. They're like a tea stool instead of a wobble stool. And I have very specific students that I like to use or like to have them use those specific stools. He made some in different heights some with different uh, seats. One is more rectangular, one's more circular, and they all work in different ways. And so I assign those seats to those students. And so we talk about that. And so it's not that Mrs. Wilp is being mean or Mrs. Wilp likes so-and-so better. It was bought or it was made for that student. And so um, we have a long conversation about that. Um, but again, it's something that needs to be addressed so that they know what is the expectation of how we sit at the table. We talk about our small group expectations for what happens if Mrs. Wilp gets a phone call? What happens if I get called out for a behavior? What happens if they need me next door for a behavior? So just different things like that we talk about each and every one of those. We review each and every one of those. Sometimes we practice and I have someone call or we pretend like somebody calls. And so we practice and we talk about that so that they know what the expectation is. And the last procedure that you need to talk about or that you need to have a plan for how are you going to address this is using materials in your classroom. Last year brought um, a change because of the plexiglass that I had never done before, but I actually loved it. And so my plan is to keep it this year. And that is that every single student had their own pencil cup with all of the supplies that they were going to need for our small group. And so we didn't have to share supplies really. We didn't have to pass out this or pass out that. You literally had everything in your cup that you were going to need. So I think plexiglass is gone for us this year. I don't know, like that has not been said with 100% certainty, but either way it'll work with or without. But every student will have their own cup. They'll have their markers, their highlighters, their pencils, um, anything else that we might need, we add to the cup. And so we have rules about that. If it's time to have out your blue highlighter, I better not see your green highlighter out. If it's time to have out your pencil, I better not see you playing with markers. And this year, my kids did a really good job with that. And it kind of gives them like a sense of pride that they know what's coming next. So if we have out our green highlighter, they're like, oh, get a marker. Yeah, guys, get a marker. Okay, get another marker because it's time for the, you know, our next thing and another marker. And now it's time for your pencil. And they just knew what was coming next and they liked that and really, for me, that wasn't even an issue. I mean, maybe on occasion I would have to say, should we have our marker out right now? But I feel like that was so, so rare. They knew we had talked about it. Maybe on occasion we would need a quick review, but talk about using materials. What is that going to look like? Maybe you don't have a pencil cup for each student. So what does it look like when we need a highlighter or a marker or a pencil? 
or an eraser, whatever the case might be, what does that look like for using your materials? We also talk about treating them nicely and I, I don't wanna like cry to my students all the time that I have to buy all of these things, but I remind them that I have to buy all these highlighters and if you're just scribbling, then we're gonna be out of highlighters. So we have to take good care of them. Um, same with the markers. If you're just messing around with it, then you won't be able to use a marker because I can't afford to just go buy markers all the time. So um, usually I make a big deal when I put new ones out, which is usually just like at the beginning of the year and at Christmas. And so I make that a big deal like, oh, we get new markers. We have to take good care of them because remember, I use my Christmas money to buy these markers or, or whatever the case. And so maybe that's not a great approach, but that's what I do. We have to take good care of our things because I, I'm not going out to buy new markers or new pencils, or maybe they were donated. If somebody gives us something, we should take good care of it. So whatever the case might be, have a good idea of what the expectation is for using those materials and then take time to practice it with your students. So to review, make sure that you have good procedures and routines for picking up and dropping off your students, communicating what supplies they're going to need, have a plan for using the restroom and getting drinks, talk about how are you going to get paperwork to and from home, what is it going to look like in your small group from sitting at the table to raising their hand to if you get a phone call, all of those things. And lastly, talk about using the materials. What is that going to look like? Are you passing it out? Are they passing it out? Do they have to get up and go get it? Is it gonna be in a cup in front of them? Are they allowed to play with them? Do we use one at a time? What does that look like? So make sure that you think about and practice all of these procedures and routines with your students. Next week, we'll be talking all about progress monitoring. So I'll see you then. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.